Holy fuck! What was that, Morty? Uh, okay, uh, I'm gl- I'm glad we escaped w- whatever universe we're in. Oh, uh, jeez, Rick, w- where are we now? We seem to be in like this weird pitch black, like you know, um, d- dimension. Uh, uh, Morty, settle down. We're just in a podcast. Uh, apparently, uh, for a radio network uh, who thinks they're all that and a bag of chips. Uh, apparently, one of them is like, "Oh, we're gonna do a Rick and Morty podcast." real original you know oh geez rick does does that mean we're we're gonna be on a podcast uh we're gonna be on an unofficial podcast the podcast is gonna be called podcast c137 as you can tell i'm totally reading this from a script you you know it's it's completely great on that aspect oh geez rick so what what are they gonna talk about well morty they're they're gonna talk about us and, and like shows and adventures and a bunch of other crazy Rick and Morty news, you know? It's it's going to be like one-of-a-kind podcast because podcasts are few and far between these days. Uh, like, I think everybody has a podcast. Yeah, Morty, that's the fucking joke I was trying to make. I was trying to be hilarious. You know, it's like one of those Seinfeld sketches or whatnot. Uh, anyways, we're not going to be like any award-winning, you know... Uh, you know, comedians in cars or some shit. Okay, but, uh, like, but, uh, you know, celebrities do have podcasts. Name, name anybody who has a podcast that's famous uh, from a podcast, okay, Morty? I don't know anybody. If I don't know them, they're not, they're not famous. Uh, jeez, Rick, what about, you know, Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan's pretty popular. Joe Rogan, Joe, Joe Rogan, uh, he, he was popular on, like, news, news fucking radio, okay? And who even cares about that shit? That's, like, so outdated. Oh, okay, what about, you know, um, Adam Carolla? Adam Carolla seems to be legit. Uh, people like him. Uh, Adam Carolla, uh, his last name is spelled, like, the fucking car. Good for him. W- what else? Uh, what about, um, you know, Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith is huge. Like, uh, people like him. Uh, okay, first off, Kevin James. No, I said Smith. Shut up, Morty. First off, Kevin James wouldn't, you know, have a podcast. He was uh, king of queens. He was successful. He, you know, he was also on, uh, you know, that Kevin Can Wait. And then uh, CBS, I canceled it after a second season. Uh, oh, what, what, what are you looking at, uh, um, uh, Rick? I was trying to do one of those you know, stupid office things where you stare at the camera, but it's a podcast. Anyways, uh, so go ahead, you know, check out the new all, you know, podcast on uh, 4i Radio Network called Podcast C, you know, 137. Uh, I Apparently it's supposed to be good. I, I don't know. Uh, the guy's kind of a hack, I, I heard. Oh, geez, Rick, like, you know, maybe maybe people will like it, you know. Morty, the only people who are going to like this shit is you. And, and, and let's be honest, you're you're a piece of shit. And I've already proved it mathematically, so, you know, you know, let's get the fuck out of here, all right? I, I heard there's some, uh, you know, bomb-ass ice cream on the Glibglop planet, so we're, we're going to go there, you know. Uh, oh, okay, I can go for some ice cream. All right, well, anyways, um, see you later, I guess. No, Morty, they will hear us. They will hear us later. God damn, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Hello there, ghost and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the Four-Eyed Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. (laughs) Now enjoy the rest of the program. (laughs) Hee <laughs> 
Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I am Steve-O. And I'm Jimmy Stewart. Well, hello there, Jimmy! How are you? <laughs> I don't know. I can't do a Jimmy Stewart impression, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it, it, yeah, that was the first thing that popped into my head. I don't know why poor Jimmy was the one that popped into my head, but hey! Uh, it's all good. There we go. I couldn't hear myself, and I was like, I don't know. Because if I once I can hear myself, then I know I can... My levels, I can talk into the mic without knowing that I'm like overbearing and it's going to be all distorted. So that, like Pat, I'm going. So Saturday, I will be going over to Patrick's for uh, <clears throat> Life is Shit, but I'm going to bring the other big board, the the wonky one. But I know channels do work on that to see if we can get a better recording because ever since with the small one, I might. I I keep saying that I'm always going to go out and grab uh, the air can things, but I just haven't done it. Yeah. You know what? I should just order them offline. Actually, you can do that by going to Amazon.com, but you don't go to Amazon.com. You go to the Sasquatch.net, click on that banner, and shop like you normally do. And well, if you guys do it, we actually get a little bit of a kickback. So very, very, very small kickback. Speaking of everything, where you can find the show, you can find it on 4iRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, uh, Google Play Music, Google Play Apps, Spotify, and now Podchaser. Now, Podchaser is actually a place you can go. You can actually search for the show. Uh, you can actually search for the network or search for the shows, and you can actually um, give them likes, write comments, uh, talk about, you know, like if you like the show, what you don't like about the show and stuff like that. I mean, already, no surprise. Uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, don't want this to sound insulting at all because it's not. But no surprise that Ranger Command is doing phenomenal on Podchaser because they are pretty much the number one podcast on this network. That's awesome. Um, I don't even think uh, the new podcast that I'll be doing is going to even come close to that because right now it's off to a rocky start and nobody likes the Facebook page. But you probably heard that teaser trailer in the beginning. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, stay tuned for more of that because I'm not going to promote all that kind of stuff. But anyways... Also, um, if you're looking for us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the good stuff, you go to facebook.com backslash not another B Horrorcast. You can go to Instagram and or Twitter and go to at B Horrorcast. Go ahead and follow us and give us likes and all that good stuff. And if you want to give us uh, stories, uh, recommendations, movies that people haven't even heard of. In fact, actually, a woman at work, um, she told me about one called Grabbers which is an Irish uh, horror movie where you have to, if you stay drunk, these creatures can't grab you. And already when I heard that, I'm like, that sounds pretty much right up our alley of fun. And that seems like a very fun movie, so I'll have to go ahead and check that one out at a certain point. Yes, go ahead, Anna. Definitely. Um, yeah, that one sounded super interesting, but it triggered something, and I cannot remember for the life of me. So, people, if you know what this is, please write us at notanotherbehorrorcast at gmail.com and tell me what this is. Um, I swear to God, I know that there was either a show or a movie. I'm thinking it was a show, and I'm thinking it was Supernatural, but if it was, I can't remember exactly because it seems really weird, but it was uh, uh, a, some type of like Japanese demon that you could only see if you were super drunk. Oh, yeah, that was Supernatural. I know exactly what you're talking about. The guy got that uh, sake from Japan. It was shipped over to America. Um, yeah, no, exactly what you're talking about. It was either that or an X-File episode, but I'm pretty sure it was Supernatural because it seems like... Well, then tell me, people, tell me what episode that was because I want to know, and I'm too lazy to Google it. 
So. <laughs> oh, good. Anyways, um, but of course, if you're wanting to give us a hint on that as well, you can do it on Twitter, Instagram, and or you can go to our email address, which is notanotherbhorrorcast at gmail.com. We'll take listener stories. If you want to give your name, you can. If you don't, you want to be anonymous, that's fine, too. Anything you want to give us or any movie recommendations as well or anything that we're blanking on and you want to, quote, unquote, uh, you know, be a fact checker of some sort. <laughs> But uh, there's no money in it because we don't get money, so you probably won't be getting money until you guys start clicking on those Amazon banners and uh, going to revengelover.com, uh, uh, which the ad was also in the beginning of the show. Uh, well, actually, one of my favorite produced ads, I think, which mm-hmm. is very not produced at all because there's no music to it, and it's just me doing the Crip Creeper voice, but it works so well because mm-hmm. it only can tag on to this podcast. But enough about all that kind of stuff. Um, we don't really have that much uh, horror movie news. Uh, there is a trailer that did drop. Uh, yes, the episode is dropping late because last night, uh, Anna and I, and shout out to Sarah and Matthew Stubbs from The Geeks Who Eat, we won Woo. passes to go see the uh, new movie, The Nun. Uh, I figure since this episode will probably be mostly a review, but we do have one thing of movie news, I figure... Uh, Anna's pretty well endowed when it comes to the Warrens and information about them. So I figure before we talk about The Nun, well, of course, since the movie just came out and it's brand new, I understand if you want to go see it for yourself, go right ahead. Stop listening to this podcast right now. If you're at work, I say tell your boss, hey, fuck you. I'm going to go see The Nun. Piss off because this work shit is bullshit. And I'd rather get a nun, you know, attacking me than deal with this bull crap. And that goes for <laughs> anybody's work. Um, unless you like your job or you have a cool job, like probably are not going to leave your job because it's you actually like going to work. Or if you are a nun. But then again, if you're a nun, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Um, um, but what I was going to say is uh, I figured then we can talk about the other movies leading up to The Nun. Yes. Talk about the chronological order of these. And then you can give some. I actually have some questions that popped up into my head that I was like, oh, I should ask these on the show Ooh. about um, the Warrens and stuff like that. Of any information that you know offhand or whatnot. I understand if you have to go research or whatnot. But before we dive into our one little news of the week and then dive deep into The Nun, and again, yes, we will give spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie because it just came out this Friday, um, 2018, September 7th. So in case somebody's listening to this and it's like three years from now, they're like, it did not come out this Friday. It's The Nun 42 because apparently it did very well. And we don't know <laughs> because we're just podcasting now. Um, but yeah, before we dive into that, we'll talk about catch up on our week, see what we've been up to, and then we'll dive into our movie and shit and whatnot. So Anna, yes. how, nope, my bad. Jimmy Stewart, yes. how was coming back from the dead apparently? It was gross. And to dig through like a ridiculous amount of dirt. It was nasty. There, there, was, there, like... there was, was a coffin, uh, and, and I was buried alive in there, and Clarence was there, and Harvey, and everybody's money was in the coffin. And for some reason, Catherine Hepburn was just tossed on top of my grave. It was very odd. I um, was trying to get out. She's like, Jimmy, you're not getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like that. I don't know. I was trying to remember how she sounded. Jimmy, you stupid son of a bitch. My favorite line that she ever said was in a Philadelphia story whenever she realized that something is going on and she just goes, oh, my sainted aunt, and runs out of the room. Anyways, um, <laughs> but enough about Catherine. Um, my week was pretty good. Um, I uh, down 10 pounds, so it's a plus. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot um, we're doing a diet. <laughs> working on the ridiculous little, well, not really ridiculous, 
It's just kind of it's like the keto diet, which is kind of fun because it's just kind of like training you to be more careful with how you eat and how much you eat and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and then I had some, oh, I got a manicure, which was weird. And I actually messaged, I am a part of a group chat with a couple friends of mine on Facebook. So shout out to Sam, Castiel, and Crowley, if you guys listen to this. Um, and uh, I was, messaged them and I was like... Because if they do listen to this, they have not liked the page. Rude. Well, I know <laughs> Sam has, but Castiel and Crowley, if you ever get around to listening to this crap, you better go and like that page or else I will hunt you down and like it on your phone for you. Um, oh, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. Je- Je- Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart's laying the smackdown. You hear me, Castiel and Crowley? I'll, I'll, I'll get Clarence up your your ass. Okay, well, that goes for you too. Yeah, I'll kick you in your 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 urethas because I think you're all pussies. Yeah. Well, they are all women. Anyways, I realized that after I said it and I was like, oh, that actually kind of works because I was in my head of like, no, these are characters from Supernatural. Yes. Uh, so and now Thank I hope you. they don't listen to it because now they're like, well, I don't want to listen to anybody who's going to kick us in the urethas. That just doesn't sound fun. Actually, they'd probably just think it was funny. I um, hope so. <laughs> I'm really pushing the boundaries. and A lot of people are thinking it's more hilarious than annoying. So I guess I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Well, I mean... That's kind of how you find out comedy, right? You're like, well, this is either really funny or really stupid, and you just try it and see what happens. At least that's um, what I do. The majority of the time, it's stupid, but you know, at but least then, I laugh. But uh, then both your siblings, yes, had birthdays. Both my si- or two of my siblings had birthdays. But yeah, I was gonna say with the the fingernail thing, or I posted on the the chat and I said, oh yeah, I got a manicure. I feel like a, such a girl right now. I feel like I should be drinking a glass of white wine and doing yoga. Um, at the same time, do they have that? Actually, they do have beer yoga. Oh, but see, that seems weird to me, beer yoga. Because beer, you would have to have all light beers. Because wouldn't you be, like, just putting on more pounds? And I know yoga really, I mean, you can lose weight with yoga. But I know it's more of, like, you know, stretching of the body and Yeah, it's building. more of, like, toning your muscles by stretching them. And it's, um, you end up burning fat that way. But it's more of, like, just kind of getting in shape than it's burning not, It's off. not hot yogurt, so. <laughs> mm, so. Don't have to worry about that. You should be really glad I didn't spit my gin and soda all over your microphone and ruin it. Well, then Uh, you would just have to buy the studio a new one. So, anyways. Anyways. But, yeah, that was pretty much my week. I I didn't do anything hugely exciting. Um, I am excited this weekend to hang out with a friend of mine and go get a pedicure, so that should be fun. Anyways. I forgot you were doing that. Oh, is that? Okay. I thought you were going to your parents or something. Nope. Um, Anyways, I forgot you yeah, just said that. Anyways, um, how about your week? My week has just been a ball of fuck. The only thing that's good that's come out of this week so far was the new podcast idea and the new logo that I've posted. Again, everything will be coming shortly about that. I'm actually pretty sure most of the people listening to the show probably won't even listen to that podcast. I'm starting to believe. I I'm starting to believe. Um, and nothing bad. Like this is all good stuff. Like I like the listens and I like listeners and our be scaries. And all that stuff, and I get it. There's certain shows that are just not up people's alleys, but I have a feeling a lot of the people who listen to 
this show and other shows on the network, I am not probably like close friends with them. I think it's just random people that have just joined the group and just enjoy uh, this stuff. Like they don't. I'm pretty sure if they knew me personally, they'd be like, "Yeah, I wouldn't listen to this bullshit." <laughs> so, um, but no, I, I I give that. But you know what? If it is something that's up your alley, go ahead and uh, we'll we'll I'll I'll drop all those details. Uh, well, you'll there's a trailer in the beginning of the episode. No, I know, but I'm just going it. to uh, I'm just going to shamelessly promote the fact that you drew the logo so oh yeah no that took then, me the entire weekend because i wanted to get it just right and it was gorgeous and it honestly does look like actual artwork from the show so actually it was really funny about that um so when i did the lettering mm-hmm. i actually like had to go over things and trace it and you know figure out like how it's actually designed and stuff and then there's other you know letters and numbers that i didn't have for that for the reference so i had to kind of make them up as they go but kind of just kind of followed the pattern of like okay here we go and stuff like mm-hmm. that and then it was funny because then i saw somebody did the thing for a logo for one of the beers that came out and they had it in the same lettering but the lettering actually Ooh. isn't oh it's actually off from the the right lettering design of the show oh interesting so i was like oh so i actually nailed the show lettering because to me it looks like you look at it and you can clearly go okay that's it's it's got to be from that show and when you look at the other one, yeah, you can see it, but it's actually a lot wider. Like, oh. the one is a very thin. Like, yeah. it's like thin, but these letters were big. And it's like, it's still with the same color and the concept. But I was actually really kind of impressed with myself for once in my article. I'm like, wow, I really nailed the actual design of the lettering That's awesome. for this. So, um, But yeah, but if yeah. you are a fan of Rick and Morty, I would <sighs> definitely recommend This is going to get edited now. Why? Oh. I wasn't going to say anything. Well, sorry. I'm shamelessly promoting your work because no, I'm excited about it. I Anyways. On other people, too. Anyways. Like me. So, um, with that in mind, or um, with that out of the way, I guess. With all that stuff out of the way, we'll talk about the one little bit of horror news that uh, we're going to talk about because we're going to dive deep into this whole nun movie and everything like that. But, the, but without further ado, we're going to talk about horror movie news. Now, we did post this on the Facebook page. So, if you are on the Facebook and you are... Fans of the page, you can find it. I'm pretty sure it's been... Actually, I didn't really see it popping up too much in a lot of fees uh, today. So I was actually kind of surprised about that. But um, it is out there and everything. Without further ado, though, horror movie news. It's time for horror news. So, yeah. So, of course, the second... Um, I think they, the first trailer that dropped was a teaser trailer. Um, this is actually probably like the full, quote-unquote, full-length trailer, and this is like the, they're calling it the second trailer. Um, I'm pretty sure there'll be a third one because I don't think the movie comes out until October, but we are talking about the new Halloween movie. Um, and holy shit. So I just watched a little bit ago. We did post it on the Facebook page, and I'm, I'm stoked for this movie. In fact, we will be re-watching... No, actually, we haven't done it for this one, I don't think. I don't think we've done the original Halloween. So we'll be watching it this Halloween... Uh, I'm going to grab a copy of it because that's something that any horror movie fan should show. And actually, in fact, uh, Justin Roll, uh, uh, not Justin, uh, oh shit, Jeff Rowland. Yeah, Jeff Rowland from the Angry Video Game Nerd when he talked about the Halloween series in the first one, he says it's actually really good ambiance to put it on and during Halloween because you have it on and then when trick-or-treaters are coming to the door and everything that you have like this nice little ambiance of like the music will kick in at the great parts and all that fun stuff so and i haven't seen it in a while 
So I'm really excited to rewatch the original Halloween. In fact, I still actually what I need to do is get a copy of, like I said, Season of the Witch, because we will have to dive into that. Because, like I said, everyone hates it as a Halloween movie. But if you remove Halloween 3 from it and just watch it as Season of the Witch, it's actually a pretty interesting movie. You're like, this is not bad. Like, you're like, okay, I can see why people are pissed because Michael Myers does not show up at all in the entire fucking movie, nor is he referenced. And then you're just sitting there going, why is it called Halloween 3? Like, it's weird because if the first movie ended with him dying and then they did a sequel and it was a brand new, like, killer and it wasn't named, like, Michael Myers or anything like that, they, no, I'm just saying. Oh. No, 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 no. I'm saying this is how, what they like they said, they wanted to do an anthology. Oh, that, okay, That's what gotcha. they were trying to do with Halloween 3 where they did the first two movies with Michael Myers and then they kind of were like, well, he's dead. Or he didn't want to come back, or you know, John Carpenter was like, "No, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing a third one." He's like, "I literally just wanted to do the first one, and it should have just been the first one." Yeah. Um, but I'm saying is they originally were going to plan on boom. If season of the witch hit really well, they were going to do Halloween pretty much as an anthology where every movie would be a different thing, which actually would have been a kind of an interesting concept. Yeah. But then they came back, of course, with Halloween four, and Mike Myers was back, but then they killed off like the main character girl, like. Um, and they like brought in a daughter that she had and stuff of like that, which is interesting because watching this trailer now, she does have a daughter, which actually kind of makes me curious, like because she's they're portraying her as like this weird like eccentric lady, and it's like how did she find it? Well, now that I start saying it, I just realize I oh you mean uh, answering my own question about who the fuck would bang her, and then I was like oh wait it's a dude there's. She probably could find pretty much almost any dude. Uh, are you talking about um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis's character? Yeah. Well, yeah, she's a little batshit crazy, but you probably think about but it. She is hot. You have to think about it like, okay, so if you go from the first movie, and this is 40 years later. Yeah. So she probably could have found somebody. Obviously, she found somebody when in the other lore of Halloween where, you know, Mike Myers is back and she has a daughter, and that's where the link is coming while he's trying to murder her. And everything like that. So now it's like maybe she, you know, she wanted to do her life, but she was still going to be like, look, yeah, I'm batshit crazy, but I've been preparing for this because I've been wanting it to. Ha- Not only has she been wanting it to happen in the trailer, but she's been wait- planning on it happening. Yeah. She's like, there's no way you're going to lock this evil up and stuff like that. And it's actually kind of interesting to hear because you think about it when they talk about him. He's like, yeah, the man who killed three people on Halloween night, you know, all those years ago. And you're like thinking about it. You're like, really? His body count was really low in the first film. Like, yeah. Uh, the sad part is his body count, as low as that sounds, like three people, that was still a higher body count. Oh, no, I forgot about that. About, that was what I was going say about the one movie. But, um, but like, certain movies, like, don't really have that big yeah, of a body count, you know, yeah. sometimes. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Um, actually, yeah, the actually perfect example, the movie we just watched uh, last week, The Boy. Yeah. The boy had one bo- dead body, and that was PG-13. And bullshit about, like, everyone saying, like, oh, PG-13, they couldn't have done that much. Bullshit. There's so much stuff you can get. There's sometimes I'm watching a movie going, like, this is PG-13. Yeah, Like, right? no fucking way kind of thing. So, yeah, so that means Michael Myers, in his first movie, had more body count than the fucking movie The Boy. So, actually, I kind of wanted to go on a little bit a little bit of a tangent right oh, now. Oh, yeah, go right ahead. Um, so, with that in mind, so basically... The first Halloween movie, if you think about it, you like people always call Michael Myers a serial killer, but in the first movie, he only killed three people. Mm, mm-mm. Michael Myers as an adult in that movie killed three people, but as a little kid, he also murdered the mom, the dad, and the sister 
her other sister or the babysitter or something like that in oh, no. the beginning as a little kid. So already at that point, he was already dubbed as a fucking psychopath. Oh, no, no. I was just saying, like, in the in the movie, like, they say, like, in the movie that he killed three people or, like, he killed his family or whatever already. But I was just saying, like, in the movie, there's only three deaths. So That you see. That, right, that you see. I think. No, yeah. no, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. No. No, I'm completely... He had six body counts if we're going for it now because he killed all those three people in the beginning of the movie as a kid and you get to see it from his perspective. I forgot when him grabbing the knife and everything, or the scissors. Okay. And then when he gets older, I'm, I'm technically probably six, maybe a little bit more, because I think he probably killed a couple of cops or whatnot. You know what? I'm going to have to research. We're, 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 we'll, yeah. we'll do the body. You know what? I want to start doing that now. We will start. This is more. The show evolves and adapts. We will be adding body counts to uh, movies. Um, well, so, that just kind of derailed my whole thing. Oh, I was going to say, no, I was going to say people keep calling Michael Myers a serial killer he, and he, he didn't kill that very many, very many people. Well, Actually, technically he was on a killing, I guess is what a killing spree. Yes. He would be considered a spree killer. Um, because yeah, but that doesn't sound, same. but let's think about it. The movie came out what in the eighties. They're like Michael Myers, the first spree killer. It really doesn't have that same tone as serial killer. Well, see, that's the thing, though. I feel like it has the same ring. It's just, it's, it, well, not the same, but it's like, aggressive and angry and just, like, volatile. And they just flip out and they just kill as many people as oh, they that's can. that's weird. Serial killer is slow and methodical and planned out yeah, and, yeah. you know. No, but now that you say spree, like, my association with spree was always been shopping spree. So now, oh, okay. after you say that, it sounds like, uh, like, it's like shopping and then everyone's just like, yeah. <laughs> Going fucking batshit crazy. Ooh, maybe that should be a horror movie then. Shopping spree. Oh my god, that'd be a great movie. Clean up on aisle three. And no, that oh. actually. Oh that my god, play. that's the oh perfect poster. And just no, have no. a shopping cart. Like it's literally like so. It's one light on, and you can kind of see the background of like the 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 um the mall. Or no, something. not the mall. The uh, grocery store, um, or a toy store, or wherever you're gonna have yeah. this. I wouldn't do a mall because you, you, no one really has shopping carts in the malls. Um, so you have the shopping cart, but the shopping cart has Macy's. like some blood yeah. racing down. And there's just a pile of blood. And then it's like, and then you have, this is the great, then you have like, uh, do not walk sign for like, you'll slip or whatnot. And then you can see like a little bit of like, oh, you yeah, have like the, like, then sign. you have like the, the mop with the bucket and everything that, and then it's a little like shopping spree. And then the tagline is clean up on aisle seven. Well, cause no, my six, six clean up on aisle six. So my other thought was actually if well you could do that one and then if you wanted you could actually do a sequel where it's literally a spree killer that's killing people on Black Friday so then people are on their little like Black Friday shopping spree uh, and you have a spree killer killing Yeah, but people. then I would just call it Black Friday. Uh, I guess the prices are low but the body counts high. <laughs> There's two movies. Wow, I come up with a lot of horror movies. Well, that one was mine, but... Yeah, yeah I'm still... Well, I came up with the time. I get partial credit, co-credit, co-creator, because <laughs> I named it. True. So. Um, what would he be dressed as, though? See, this is the thing. With the sh- with Shopping Spree, I-, I would say you would never see the killer until the end, because if you set it up for a sequel, it would literally be... It would just be the one... Per- like, after everything's done, and then the one person would probably be like, oh, my God, it was you, and then it just goes to black. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, so you never know who the killer is. And then by the fifth movie, when it's riding dry, you finally reveal the killer and we'll just pay a shit ton of money to, like, uh, William Shatner or something. <laughs> just to come in and be like, it was me. Oh, wow. I think it should be Christopher Walken. 
See, that's too on the nose, though. Is like, it? like if you do that, or like William, or uh, not William Shatner. If you do, Willem I would say Defoe. Willem Dafoe. Like, see, that's like people would be expecting that. I think like, somebody like I don't know where you're just like Toby McGuire. Yeah, see, that would work, or Elijah Woods. Yeah. Um, you know, just somebody who's you. No, no, Elijah Woods would be expected because he has done some horror Sean stuff. Astin? Oh, Sean! No, no, no! It's even even crazier. He's Sean, not Sean Aston, but uh, uh. Was it Sean Scott Williams, uh, the guy who played Stifler in American Pie? Uh, he's in The Goon. Uh, I think I get it. He was in the remake or the the movie uh, Dukes of Hazard. He played side by side with Johnny Knoxville. I'm sure once you see his face, you'll be like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was Sean William. Oh, Sean William Scott. That's who it is. Sean William Scott. But yeah, you got to get someone like bizarre or like, like no one would expect. Like if it was George Decay that was like, oh my, at the end. Like you're like, what the fuck? And it just ends and they're not doing another oh one. Oh my just, God, that would be amazing. You know, just something fucking bizarre. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if Adam West was still alive, that would totally be something like, it'd be yeah. like, be like, well, looks like I'm out of a job, and then it just cuts. You know, like <laughs> just so, like every just for everyone to sit there, just like in the theater, going like, it's one of those movies where you, where the credits start rolling, and you're not waiting for anything at the end. You're just kind of sitting there puzzled, like what the fuck just happened? Like one of those Ooh. things, you know? Actually, I just had an idea. If you want to kind of like really flip things, make it seem like it's a guy the entire time, and then at the end, it's just Anna Kendrick. See, you went that direction. I still think, because now you're talking about that, but then wouldn't it be great? It was like, it was me along. It's so <laughs> weird. It's just John Travolta. That seems a bit on the nose for me as well, though, because he's just a, he's a very over-the-top actor, so it makes sense that he See, would because be... then people would be like, oh, Nicolas Cage. I'd be like, no, of course Nicolas Cage would be involved with this or something like that. It's all batshit. Or just, like, out of nowhere. It no, would, that would be great. You could be... do, like, a face-off reference and have, like, John Travolta, or uh, Nicolas Cage is the person who's suspected of doing it. It turns out to be John Travolta. <laughs> It's so weird. You did it all along. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it coming. You know, I was hit in the back of the head with a meat slicer. He just picked it up and just dropped it on me. It's crazy. <laughs> um, it's so weird. I was just slicing my own meat. You know what? I don't know why. What did you say? I said Sandy. You know, I was in Greece. I don't know um, why, but that made me like super excited to think about that. Uh, fuck. Who did I just have in my mind before you went off on your tangent? I had somebody that I can't remember. No, you said a right girl. Now. Oh, yeah. And then I said John Travolta. And then oh, maybe I don't have anybody else. Anyways. But, yeah. It's like. So, yeah. There's two movies for Blumhouse if they want to pick them up. <laughs> uh, you can pay me a million dollars and I'll be fine with that. Um, oh, that would be amazing. For, like, just a script. And then yes. just to sit there while the director's directing and be like, where's John? This is the first movie. You said that would happen in the fifth one. Whoa. I actually got to write five more? Yeah, the million was Four, for all. Yeah. The million was all for. No, I didn't even write the first one. First one, I'm just ad libbing. I just keep <laughs> writing stuff at night and then handing everybody shit in the next day, going like, "Yeah, no, no, I do. This is this is how I. This, I'm a I'm a method director writer <laughs> slash. You get the movie? scenes as it gets yeah. it, as you get it, and they're just like, "How did this get green light? Don't we have to go through a couple of rewrites." I don't know. The guy said he was. Big in China or something. You he was a co Oh, Keanu Reeves. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Keanu Reeves. Like, at the end, like, it oh. just goes to him, and he's just like, whoa, I murdered, like, everyone. So I'm totally blanking, and it's driving me nuts. I so know. <laughs> serial killers. You know. <laughs> so this is going to drive me nuts. What? So I'm just going to ask you, because yeah. I can't remember his name at all. 
and it's pissing me. Really the fuck gonna, off. yeah, okay. Uh, Ant Man. Oh, uh, Paul Rudd. Yes. Yeah, like something like that. Just something so fucking bizarre. Or even uh, what's Ryan his name Reynolds. from? No, these kids are out of control. Yeah, that's all he has to say. <laughs> In fact, we don't even have to show them at that point. If they own that part of the movie from yeah, you can Emmy Award, we, part, yeah. we, no, we don't have to show that. We just have the clip play. Yeah. And just go, these kids are out of control. And then it just goes to black. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Was that Ryan Reynolds? What the hell? Yeah, everyone's very um, confused. I was also Reviews say, are all like, yeah, it's good, but what the fuck? Like, or even like Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, um, oh shit. Uh, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. What's his name? Oh, you know, I feel like he would shit. be good. Like he, he would play a good security guard. Yeah, he'd be a good rent a cop. Yeah, or or it just it or it just cuts on its fucking uh, what was it uh, uh, Seth Rogen? <laughs> and he's just like, gonna get you high. Just does that silly laugh. Yeah, stab someone and run off. No, no, no. You don't see him actually murder people. Like I said, it's all from Siegel. Jason Siegel. Thank you. Um, But yeah, no, you don't. You're never gonna see the killer, and that's why I said to get everybody back to the last one, the fifth one. They're like, it's the final one, and the killer will finally been revealed. And you're everyone's like, oh fuck, I gotta go see this. And then it's that fuck, like what the fuck moment where you just have somebody at the end of the movie of just like blah. But I really feel like we got off topic to, uh, anyways, Halloween. Yeah. So this looks (laughs) fun. Um, it's really interesting. I like, I don't know who's playing Michael Myers. I don't know if they got the original guy back to do it. Or I mean, originally on the, on the original movie, it was like four or five people playing him. Um, but like the guy moves exactly like him. It's crazy. He does like that thing where he like walks into the room and literally just turns his head like a fucking robot. It's, it's nuts. Uh, but you said you had some questions or something you want to talk about before we started the podcast about the trailer. Yes. So, um, I just want to, for the, um, excuse me, I'm having issues here. Um, Nick Castle is the person who's playing Michael Myers. Let me see if he's ever played him before. He did. So they actually got the original Michael Myers actor to come back and play Michael Myers Oh, again. that's fantastic. So... Because um, yeah, you got um, is it John Carpenter's son directing or producing? Because I know John Carpenter's doing the music, and I'm not sure uh, if he's producing as well. He's uh, let's see, writer is John Carpenter. Okay, so he wrote it. Perfect. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> David Gordon Green did the screenplay and the directing. Okay. Danny McBride actually worked on the screenplay as well. That's who it was, Danny McBride. I was trying to remember who. Who else helped with this uh, movie and stuff like that? Um, yeah, and then I know John Carpenter is also doing the music, I believe. Uh, I can't see the uh, music thing on this. Oh, but even when that kicked in, like in the trailer, it was just like, yeah. you're just like, oh, fuck, I'm home, you know? Yeah. But yeah, the thing that I was going to say or bring up actually with this movie is the thing that I find really interesting is that like almost every horror movie that you watch, it's all based on the perspective of the victim, especially like starting with like Halloween, Friday the 13th, going on to uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street, pretty much like almost every like Halloween movie or almost any, excuse me, horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah. It's... Like even like uh, uh, ha- like 
uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, Cabin like, in the Woods. Like, it's all from, like, the perspective of the, the victim. Victims. And the thing that I absolutely love about the trailer is it's showing it from the perspective of the serial killer. So, like, in the first Halloween movie, you see, like, him just appearing out of nowhere and then disappearing. Yeah. And then disappearing and disappearing and just kind of, like, doing this weird act. And then, like, in the trailer itself for the new movie, you actually see from Michael's perspective, like, he's walking down the street and kids bump into him. You see him, like, walk into a house and you see him stalking this woman and you see him grab a hammer. Yeah, that was that like, was actually interesting. I really like that. In the very beginning, it's like these kids trick-or-treating, one bumps in. And as soon as you, like, see the kid bump in, it, like, pans up and then you see him. And it's great because, again, he's wearing the mask and it's like, yeah, well, it's Halloween. So, yeah. it's, of course, people just think it's a getup or whatnot. And uh, it's great to have it take place like 40 years later because it's like maybe a lot of people don't remember this. Or you see these kids, they have no idea who this quote-unquote boogeyman is as they've dubbed him in some of the movies as well. But it's it's just interesting. Yeah, like you said, like the shot where he goes walking in. And it's interesting because it's like he walks through the carport. Because I'm looking at it going, like, that's a weird, like, house. And then I realize, oh, it's a carport kind of thing. And, like, how he walks in and, like, kind of follows him. And, yeah, like you said, it follows him, do, like, all the stuff. And you're like, oh, shit. And it does, like, one of the little, like, kills off screen in the trailer. And you're like, well, that's kind of interesting. You know, that's cool. And it was interesting because he grabbed, like, the hammer. And then you realize he was just doing that to get in the house to not bludgeon this woman. And then he, he comes walking out and shoot enough. He like does the close up of him holding the knife again. You're like, Oh yeah, he's, yeah. he's back, you know? And the, I think another interesting part of it was just kind of like the psychological aspect of like, you see him grab the knife and kind of stand there for a second. And it's almost like he's savoring the moment. Like mm. I miss this yeah. kind of thing. And it's so interesting. And just yeah. So, so I'm bizarre. looking forward to it. Cause it's like, um, you know, it's it's gonna it's just it seems like it's gonna be a good kickoff to the fun, and it's Blumhouse doing it, which is, I was actually very surprised with, um, because yesterday, and maybe that's what it was. I'm trying to remember because I believe, if I I'm not mistaken, well, I was gonna say I believe if I'm not mistaken, Conjuring, Conjuring Two, um, Annabelle and Annabelle Creations. I know they were all distributed by Warner Brothers. Like, Warner Brothers, I believe, picked them up to distribute. But I believe Blumhouse was the producers. And I could be completely wrong about that. Because if, if they all were, that does prove my theory of why. The latest one is maybe a little bit different than what everyone was expecting. I'm trying to get the page to load, so bear with me. Well, it's all good, but that will bring us to... But yeah, I'm super stoked for Halloween. You can keep looking. Uh, I'll just vamp for a bit. Super stoked for Halloween. This looks great. Um, I know it's supposed to be the one that takes actually place right after the first one, um, which is interesting because the first one was originally shot where, yes, uh, Michael Myers falls out the window, and then it's like they look back and his body's gone. And you're like, okay. And it seems like it's set up for a sequel. But if you think about it, if they never did a sequel, like say the movie still, I so granted I wanted it to be successful and everything like that, but it didn't do a sequel, that gives you that haunting kind of feeling of like he's still out there. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And now you have to be like, oh, is he, does he come back every Halloween? And it's like this kind of thing where you kind of kind of put this urban legend out there uh, and, and across the masses of like, just be careful every Halloween, he could be out there. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And that would have also been kind of a cool take on it as well. Um, but of course, you know, if movies are successful, they want to do a franchise, so on and so forth. I get it. You want to make a sequel because then, because like they said, because the sequel is literally like, 
it's still that night. Yeah. It's literally like midnight and it's like, you know, November 1st at this point or whatnot. You know, technically it should have been like, it should have been Halloween 2 the day after or something, you know, or Halloween 2. It's really November. Actually, they Um, could have called it Halloween 2 All Souls Day. Oh, oh, look at you. That would have been tight. But yeah, so it's interesting to see all that kind of like how things you just think about, like how that could have been. Because I mean, like Nightmare on Elm Street, think about if it was just that movie. Yeah. Like, think about all these movies that were just one movie. They didn't make another one. Friday the 13th, completely different. Uh, oh, yeah. Now. Think about it. Yeah. Like, because originally it was the mother. Yeah. Uh, spoilers. But we did talk about it on, I believe, one of our first episodes of B-Horrorcast was yes, Friday the 13th. Yes, that was within the first 20, I believe. Uh, but, um, yeah, I was going to actually bring that up, too. And, like, I was going to say, like, because um, if you think about it, like, all these, like, uh, that's what I was going to talk about with, like, the, the killings and stuff like that. It's, like, how many um, horror movie franchises are actually based on something that wasn't really that big in the first movie? Like, uh, um, like with Chucky, like the majority of the time, yes, it's focused around the doll, but like the the majority of the movie, you don't even know that he exists or that he's actually real. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of an odd. Oh, no, I think I was wrong. Um, Blumhouse, it looks like they did Get Out, Split, um, Sinister, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, they didn't do the Conjuring. They series, did, right? and they did the Insidious the- series, though, yes. which is which is interesting. But uh, yeah, so but then okay, but then I need to know: Was James Wan involved in those four other movies? Uh, I will find out. Okay, I'll just do it then. Probably. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just kind of thinking about because, like, in the first. Um, child's play movie like the majority of the movie is really like this kind of this almost like a psychological thriller of like oh is is the kid like just imagining things or is it actually like you know um is it actually uh like is the doll actually alive or is the kid just imagining things and he's like either he's causing accidents or he's you know just killing people or he's just like thinking that things are related when they're not and then like with friday the 13th like obviously Jason is supposed to be dead in the first one, and so then the mom is doing all the killing. And I'm trying to think. I swear there's another oh, horror movie franchise that I can't think of off the top of my head. But basically, oh, oh, okay, yeah, these are his movies then. Uh, so he did he did do The Conjuring, okay, uh, The Conjuring Two, okay. uh, Insidious, Aquaman, Saw, Annabelle. Okay, so um, yeah, I think this is the first one that I they think. did. Do I don't know. It's House. weird. I t- I typed in James Wan. And then I click on movies, but it's showing the nun. But he, pro- well, he did produce it. He yes. co-produced it. Okay, well, maybe it's just movies he's involved in. But he's been involved with a lot. So Conjuring, I don't know if he directed or he probably directed um, Conjuring too. I think he directed, uh, it, but like all these ones. But like he helped with the uh, one of the the tenth uh, Saw. He helped out in that before he became like what he is. But wait, he did. there's ten Saw movies. Well, it's it's yeah, tenth anniversary Saw. Well, oh, it's tenth anniversary. Yeah, it was. I think there's. Either eight or nine Saw movies. Something like that, but it's interesting. I'm only going through what he's helped out on. So um, Dreamhouse, he helped out on that. Actually, that's another thing that I kind of wanted to touch on is with the Saw movies, like they always... Okay, yeah, so, but yeah, I guess he's had every involvement with all the the Conjuring story movies and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, okay, anyway, sorry. No, you're good. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on, so with the Saw movies, like if you think about it as well, like the first Saw movie was not gory. 
That was the other franchise that I was thinking of. The first oh, okay. movie is not gory. It's a psychological It's psycholo- It's basically like a new... It reminded me pretty much of um, it's, it's, Seven. Yeah, it's, it's psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Because it's not even a thriller at this point. It's psychological horror. Yeah. But then, like, it just took this completely different turn, like, after, like, a couple movies. And, um... And also, like, they rarely ever show, like, the little, like, puppet in the movies, but that's, like, every time you see that, like, other than, like, in the videos, but every time you see that face, your brain immediately goes, saw. Yes, uh, and some of that. So, actually, what I wanted to talk about before we dive into, this is going to be, um, this is a little backstory of pretty much everything up until The Nun. Um, so, we will, again, when we get to our review, we'll give you the spoilers and everything that when we start talking about stuff. So, what I wanted to know about is, okay, so The Conjuring, Conjuring 2, so originally, I believe, what, Annabelle, Creations. No, actually, Annabelle was actually, actually now. Thing. Now would be the nun. Yes. So now the nun is is first in chronological because that place took place in 1959. Um, I don't know if Annabelle Creation would be first or the nun would be first. It's probably a toss up chronologically between those two. I'd have to actually look into it because I don't know off the top of my head. But I do know for sure after that it would be the Conjuring or uh, it would be um, Annabelle. I think. Then Conjuring, then Conjuring 2. But I do know release order, it was The Conjuring, then The Conjuring... I can't remember if it was The Conjuring 2 first or Annabelle first. I think it was... I think it was The Conjuring, then it was Annabelle, then it was The Conjuring 2, then it was The Nun. But... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find out too, but of course they have to give me like a video of the chronological... Of course... Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. Oh, here we go. Chronological. Let's see. Let's see. Let's give me, of course not. I had to click on the link. Okay. A timeline of the conjuring universe, including Annabelle and the nun. Okay. So, uh, the nun takes place from 1952 to 1971. Oh, that's right. So the nun would be first because they actually have a reference to it in Annabelle creation. Uh, Well, not necessarily because this says 1952, but Annabelle Creation was from is is her story travels over from 1943, mm. 1952, 1990, 1955, and then 1967. So technically, Annabelle's Creation would be first in the series, then the nun, the nun. No, actually, no. You're right. The nun would be first because they try to conjure him back in the medieval times. Yes. So the nun would be first, and then the nun coming back. So, but yeah, yeah, so I think the nun coming back happened before, like right before they have like the, the break in the timeline to, cause I think they kind of like, that's what it was. So for Annabelle creation, they kind of had that part where they had the part in the beginning and then they jumped forward like 20 years. So that was like, whenever they did the jump forward, that was after the nun thing happened. Yeah. So So that's how that picture got in the room. Yeah, so they have, yeah, so it would be, um, yeah, so that's the chronological order. Then it would just go Annabelle after that. Then it would go Conjuring, and then it would go Conjuring 2. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, what questions I had with the Warren. Yes. Because they're involved pretty much with all these stories, whether they're actually in the movie or not. So curious about, so I know the first incident from the first Conjuring and Annabelle, of course, they all have been documented. They all have had reference. They all you can actually see the doll, Annabelle doll, the the museum and stuff of like that. But the nun, Valak, 
Yes. Has that was that actually a real thing? Um, as or is this just far, something that they created for the 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 sequel because the first one did so well, and they're like, okay, well, let's give it a kind of an interesting you know story or whatnot. That's what I was really curious about because like they do have document pictures of like the stuff happening with the girls in the first Conjuring movie and all that stuff and. Um, I'm even curious if it, the actual witch that's involved in the first one is actually a real thing, or did they just make that thing up and everything else was just like a classified as a supernatural incident? Um, uh, the problem you're probably having, if you can't look up anything, I realize that this is hardwired in, and the um, no, you're fine. Well, um, no, I was saying this is hardwired in, and then I'm on my network, not our network, and the PlayStation's downstairs downloading a bunch of shit, so. That's probably why you can't get anything. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm just going to jump on my phone really quick. Um, so I do know for a fact that the chick from the first movie, from the first Conjuring movie, that is not real. Because I did research that. Um, that, I can tell you for sure, that is not a real thing. Um, I think they came up with, like, Bathsheba or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And that was not, like, that was just a character that they created for the movie. Um, Val- the whole Valak thing, I am not certain of. I can research it now. You know, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. Huh. Uh, I was reading this, so I was seeing if the, the nun was real or whatnot, but I was just, well, the adventures of Ed and Lorraine uh, Warren have inspired several horror films from the anime, an- anime, Animeville Horror. Oh, yes. Which is weird because I didn't know that was them. Yes, they worked on the Amityville Horror. So how come they haven't just done that for Conjuring 3? I don't know. No, no, no. No, no, no. Seriously, everyone hear me out. Everyone's been trying to reboot that movie, Amityville Horror, and they did it with Ryan Reynolds, and it's a decent movie, but it's it's not great. And same with the original. The original is creepy and stuff, but not great. But if you tied it in to the Conjuring series... And literally, if you want to end the series with that, The Conjuring 3, and do that movie, that I mean, they touched upon it in The Conjuring 2, where she had the vision, but uh, The Nun, although film isn't based on a true story, at least not in the way that the first two Conjuring movies were, it will serve as sort of an original story for the demonic entity that haunted the reigns in The Conjuring 2. Okay, so, um, really quick, I actually found how the demon Valak is described in mythology. Oh, okay. So, Valak, who takes the form of a nun in the movie, appears in various grimoires, which is books of magic that in part describe how to conjure demons. It's also a term that's used for, uh, like, a witch's spellbook. And those works, Valak never appears as a nun, a trait created by the filmmakers. Instead, the demon... Okay, this sounds a lot creepier than a nun. The demon is described as a child with angel wings that rides on a two-headed dragon. Ooh, wow. Uh, one of the most notable mentions of Valak is in the mid-17th century Goetic grimoire, The Lesser Key of Solomon, which draws materials from a couple centuries prior. The book's name comes from the fact that the demons focused, are, focused on are ones that, according to legend, were summoned by the biblical f- figure King Solomon. Um, the Lesser Key of Solomon describes... Several demons. I'm not going to say their names because whatever. Yeah. No, uh, it states the following: the 62nd spirit is Valak or Valu. He is a present, president, mighty and great, and appeareth like a child with angel's wings, riding on a two-headed dragon. His office is to give true answers of hidden treasures and tell where serpents may be seen. The which he will bring unto the exerciser without any force or strength being 
by him employed. Uh, demon seals. Uh, I feel like we're doing a supernatural episode right now. Yeah, we learned that the demon in the movie shares very little with the real Valak from mythology other than the name and the title, Marquis of Snakes. So whenever they mention that in the movie, that actually is that... Um, Okay, James Wan explained that the nun character in the movie was actually inspired by a spectral entity that demonologist Lorraine Warren claimed had haunted her in her home. Uh, Lorraine, who is pictured below and portrayed by actress Vera Farmiga in the Conjuring movies, described the entity as a swirling tornado vortex with this hooded figure in there. Ooh. I don't remember hearing that. And my first thought was, oh crap, that's going to be a CGI character. Okay, so he basically took the idea and turned it into... Uh, I want, He said, I wanted something that would attack her face, something that would threaten the safety of her husband, and so that was eventually how the idea of this very iconographic image of a holy icon cemented in my head. So, essentially, it was not... It was a... Like, Valak is a real demon. However... The Valak that's portrayed in this movie is not accurate. He wanted to show something to portray what she was haunted by whenever she saw it in her home mm. and portray it as something that would attack her faith in a way. Yeah. Which does make sense because, like, if you believe in angels and demons, like, that would make sense that that's what demons would do is find your weak spot and find you know, whatever you are afraid of or find whatever you're threatened by or whatever you're insecure about and just exploit that weakness. Um, but with the Amityville Horror, um, <clears throat> they did visit the house to cleanse the house. Um, the Warrens determined that the land had curses on it. And Lorraine Warren said that the Amityville house was the one case that haunts her the most. She said Amityville was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. It followed us right straight across the country. I will never go into the, uh, in the Amityville house ever again. Wow. So apparently whatever happened was so disturbing to her that she refused to ever go back. Mm. Um, but yeah, with all that, did you have uh, other questions for me? Or? Uh, I think that was it. Oh, okay. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just didn't know if like some of the the stuff that the Warrens like. I know like everything is based off of something. And I don't expect everything to be quote unquote a true story. I just, I mean, you did give me the great oversight of like, okay, James Wan. Okay, it did come from them, but James Wan morphed it into something that was a little bit more like you know, okay, what what would be something that can fit this description and still be very like disturbing and then haunt on your and face still be real and and, and yeah. that does kind of bring us to uh what we're talking about tonight is the the latest movie that came out in the contract series is the nun and it's kind of interesting where it's like yeah it's supposed to be something holy something pure but yet it took on the form and it's so demotic yeah. and evil and everything like that now i will say this i was excited uh when i saw the nun in uh the conjuring 2 it was really had the moments uh, matthew and i both had the same moment of it walking across and getting into the painting and you're just all like 
no, don't you fucking do this. Don't you fucking do it. Like in my head, I was like, I was like, I became, I became the person screaming in the theater, yeah. but I was at home oh, watching hell it, no. but I was like, no, get the fuck out of there. What the fuck you do? It was the same thing like happened in it when like the one painting fell off the wall and shit. And I'm like, anything just falls off the wall. I'm out of there. Like, I am not like, I am. This is the funny part. Every, uh, black people are right. <laughs> I'm not. No, I, I'm just no, say, I agree. They're completely, they hear shit and they're like, "Fuck this! I'm getting out of here." Everybody Fuck else, all white people, know. all white people, are always all like, "Oh, hey, what's that? Let's go check it out." Except for two. Well, one white person and one scaredy cat dog have the fucking balls to finally be like, "Like, no, man, that shit fell off the wall. Let's get the fuck out of here, Scoob. Ram, out of here." <laughs> Like, those are the only two that are like, anytime shit goes wrong in Scooby-Doo, they're like, and take off. And Fred's like, hey, let's go check out the upstairs. He's like, man, like, I'm the high one. Like, what the fuck? You know what it is? Again, going back to Cabin in the Woods. The high dude is the smart one. And it's the same fucking thing in Scooby-Doo. The high one is the smart one. Who's like, you know what? I'm out. But, um, yeah, so, um, but, Sorry, I just... but no, no, you're good. So let's talk about the nun. Now, like I said, like, uh, super excited for this character after seeing it and the conjuring Two. thought it was great. That it was getting its own movie, which is funny because I'm still excited for the crooked man movie and everyone hates that character. Apparently. Yeah. I like, don't know why. The and I'm crooked like, man is creepy. I looking. liked him. I thought it was cool. Especially like when he comes out of the wall and just gives that like creepy ass fucking grin to Ed Warren and you're left like, holy fuck like kind of thing but yeah no it's uh like i like those movies they're fun movies and uh so i'm excited for this character giving us a lore and everything that but it uh i will say this the scariest parts were pretty much in the trailer yeah and yeah the movie's kind of interesting so it, it gives like i'll say this uh we usually put this at the end of the movie but after delivering that line of like uh yeah it's uh interesting um, if you're a fan of the Conjuring series and you've already watched all the other movies of that, you're going to watch this no matter what, regardless. Now, this, yes, is be talking about uh, The Nun. So, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. And here we go. So, yes, The Nun. Um, we were super stoked to go see it. And everyone died. And uh, then I was watching it and I'm like, when is this going to get was, scary? You know, <laughs> honestly, like, my issue was... It was like, it's like a teenage driver where they slam on the accelerator and then slam on the brakes mm. and accelerator and brakes and accelerator and brakes. And you're like, okay, just kind of take it slowly and then take off. And then once you're going, you're good. And it's just was like, it was just a constant like jump scare. Then you're good. Jump scare. And then they kind of relax you a bit and then jump scare. And then it just, it was just like, like. Again, like so I, somebody at work asked me about it, and the best way that I could describe it, and just kind of like stealing words from you a bit, was um, they did a good job on the jump scares, but they didn't have much of the psychological aspect, which is what I really like. And it was like it was it was a good movie. It's a it's a good movie to kind of. It's watchable. Yeah, it's it's watchable, but it's not like but the most it, amazing. But movie yeah, I've ever if seen. It, like honestly, I think the latest one they gave me that I was like, holy shit, and went all over the place. Definitely, and I hated the first one. Yeah. Uh, but Annabelle's Creation, I give that top notch. That was a fun fucking movie, and that really had me on like the edge of my seat of like, holy shit, like what is going on? And they did really good things of that. Now, don't get me wrong. When uh, when the nun is on the screen and everything that, and you see its face, his his face, I guess, yes. or her face or whatnot. Um, but it's like 
it's it's, a training, it's good. You know? It's fucking good. It's uh, you know, it's creepy as fuck and all this kind of stuff. And then, but then it's like so it starts off with basically. Um, these nuns are like, we can't hold it back anymore. She opens this door, the one gets pulled in, and then this one woman commits suicide. And then they call this priest. Now, this is the problem that I have with the movie. They call him the priest uh, from America, I think. Or is he from Ireland? I'm trying to he's remember. He's not Irish. I I don't know what or he's he like is. He's like Spanish, though. He had like a weird... Yeah, kind of... I think he was probably Spanish because they were talking... I think he did have a Spanish accent. I couldn't... Um, and but, it, but the thing they said right in the beginning, and I thought, oh my God, if you built on this, probably would have been a pretty good movie. Um, like, up there. Because it yeah. would have been like... It put in this like kind of twist then. Um the this priest is like okay we're gonna send you and there's this uh, this nun well she's not a nun yet she still has to take her vows and all this kind of stuff and right off the bat you're like okay why are you sending like an untrained kind of nun almost up to the thing and then in my head I was like wait a minute the demon needs a um needs, it needs a, a pure soul that has well needs a pure soul what it, what is it called it's not um uh, it's it's uh, not a hux hux but uh, a husk but uh it's like a it needs a, a vessel. A vessel, thank you. It needs a vessel, and right off the bat, right when I heard that, I was like, "Oh shit, these priests are in on it." Because because the one guy's like, well, "Why are you sending me?" You know, for this thing. And they're like, "Well, you know, it's one of these kind of." And I figure, okay, let's send this guy who they probably already think is batshit crazy because he has to handle the exorcisms. And you find a little bit about him about that, where you're like, "Oh, okay, he's one of those kind of priests where." He, He's the one that has to deal with the quote unquote supernatural aspect. When shit of, hits the fan. Yeah, shit hits the fan. So my theory was, was like these fuckers are probably going to get her to get boomed, bring the demon over to America, you know, kind of get it out of the castle. Or at least like Italy. Yeah. Or Italy or where they're at and whatnot and either use it for their own gain and stuff. So I say that and even now I'm getting goosebumps. But like if that was a twist at the end, I would have been like, OK, that's pretty fucking clever. Yeah, um, or at least try to like harness it into a human vessel so then they can contain it, or just do something. Yeah, do something interesting. Well, me, I'm like, okay, well, how does Valix get to, um, you know, England? Because that's where the Conjuring Two takes place, where he yeah. takes over that one house and stuff like that. They do touch upon that, and it's kind of like it's interesting, but you're also kind of like, oh, all right. It's it's to me, it almost felt like a throwaway thing because yeah. you think about it, you had you had Conjuring, then you had Annabelle, and then Conjuring Two came out. And so you have a couple of years between movies before this one comes out. I only saw The Conjuring 2 once, so I can't remember certain details. And then right when it was showing that thing in, at the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, but I'm like, am that I... That was from was the it? first Conjuring, though. Oh, was it for the first one? Yes. Yeah, because it's Well, showed, see, then I wouldn't even remember that because yeah. that was even farther. No, because it showed, like, the wife from the first Conjuring sitting in the audience. Oh, I thought that was a woman from the second... Because the second one was the woman who was single. Yeah. So um in the basically in the first conjuring, like they have all this weird stuff happening in their house and then she goes to the conference oh, that the right. ones are having. Um But anyways, but so you get to the nun, you get um this, you know, like I said, the priest shows up with this, you know, nun and then you meet Frenchie, which a lot of people were like, This is kind of a weird character. Um I will put it this way. Now I don't mind humor in horror movies when it's yes. done properly. And if you even have it with a really scary, scary movie, you do need that humor. Right. A little it. bit of humor. It. To break up that tension, to give you that little like, oh, okay. And then, you know, you can go back to that weird roller coaster thing. They try to f kind of force the humor in this, I felt. They force the humor and they force the roller coasters. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting. So they show up, you know, 
uh, French, he goes to take off. And then, of course, as soon as he's leaving, instead of just getting the... F- that's the other thing I was also saying there. I'm like, you could have left when you could have left during the day when they told you to leave. And you decided, nope, I'm going to leave at night at yeah. the place that I didn't want to take you, at the place that I know has fucking problems. But I still went anyways. Yeah. Um, so he gets pretty much the first taste of, like, the horror and stuff, but he gets to escape, uh, which is weird because he falls into the crosses. And like they said in the beginning, there's all these, like, crucifix everywhere yeah like hanging all over it. and it's like interesting because you're like well shouldn't that hurt the demon but then they're like well i don't think it's supposed to keep you said i don't think out. it's trying to keep evil out it's trying to keep, keep evil it in. in and you're right when you hear that you're like okay that makes yeah, sense that that's that's why it needs the vessel to yeah. you know leave and all that kind of stuff you know when you have to just tell yourself it's a movie um no, I know, but if you think about it, it makes a weird kind of sense. No, it does. So, uh, but what I didn't get is like he gets bombarded a little bit by you know the nun and everything that with some spirits and shit like that, and then he's like he falls into all these like crosses, but then he picks up uh, Toby. Yeah, I'm just laughing at him because it looks so cute. Um, picks up like this crucifix and is able to get out of there, and I'm like, okay, well that kind of debunks everything because every time anyone used a crucifix on this thing, it didn't really work. Well, I don't think that he was grabbing. I think it was just kind of like, all right, I'm done with you. Get out. I don't think it was because he got the crucifix. Like, I think it was just like trying to freak him out so he wouldn't come back. Oh, okay. But that's just my personal theory. Um, But, yeah, it was just kind of like this weird, like, and then, like, whenever it goes into the whole thing with the, uh, uh, the, I don't know. Like his backstory? Or oh no, I was just gonna say like whenever the movie kind of moves along, like whenever it gets to the point with Mother Superior, I think uh, that's her name. Okay, yeah, like the Mother Superior of the convent, like it's just this weird like like with the veil and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was actually, and I'm really tempted to pick up a habit now and just go as the nun and just like paint my face completely white and get like the white like the yellow contacts the yellow and contact. freak people out for Halloween. <laughs> but anyways. I digress. No, you're um, good. But yeah, so then you find out a little bit of the priest's backstory where he was, you know, you find out, okay, this is why he's here. He's dealt with supernatural stuff before. Um, he had a botched um, pretty much like, well, he exorcism, exorcism yeah. pretty much. I mean, like he quote unquote thought he destroyed the demon. Which is where I thought that they were going to take a twist because they were like focusing so much on this priest's backstory of like, oh yeah, he had this exorcism that didn't go the way he planned and it ended up like injuring the boy to the point where he couldn't recover and he ended up dying from his injuries. Mm -hmm. And so then I kind of had this thought of, Oh, maybe that was Volek trying to get out. Yeah. 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 And it didn't work. And so then he just injured the boy beyond like recovery and left. And I was like, well, that would be really interesting if they were like, Oh now, okay. You thought you got rid of this demon. Now you have to deal with it again. Yeah. But they didn't go that route. And I was like, really? Like- yeah, it was weird um, and stuff of that. But, yeah, you get a little bit more backstory. And then the girl talked about how she had visions. So already kind of puts you in that mindset of, like, okay, conjuring stuff. Because, of course, you know. Lorraine Warren. Lorraine Warren has it. Of course, even in Insidious, they even touched upon, you know, certain people having this ability of certain stuff. So you're like, okay, yeah, we're, we'll see where it goes. So, But, yeah, it, it seems to take. F- I mean, the movie's not long. It's like an hour and change. Hour and um, 40 minutes. Um, but, like, when it finally starts hitting, like, a certain speed, you're like, okay. 
and then but it has a lot of it has more lulls than I wanted it to. Yeah. Um, and then it's just and also like with the body count, the body count it, for a rated R movie, like I didn't even think it was rated R, and then I had to look it up and I was like, oh, it is rated R. It didn't seem to me to be a rated R movie. Like you could have easily done this PG thirteen. Technically, there was only two deaths, and they were both in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that you. Yeah, basically, you saw two deaths on camera, and the rest of the deaths were off camera. Like, like, even before the movie started. Yeah, they showed you, like, all the other... Like, the nuns that were ended up dying. Dying and stuff like that. So, I will say, I did think it was interesting that they kind of took the occult aspect, uh, and they kind of went with this thing of, like, okay, like, this person back in the Middle Ages was doing all these terrible, um, these terrible rituals to try to, like, draw out a demon, and... Basically, they kind of went with the whole thing of, like, this ground is so corrupted that in order to keep it, in order to try to keep things from getting out, we have to try to sanctify the grounds. But it's so evil that I can't, so therefore we just have to constantly, like, pray and, you know, hope that things kind of stay status quo because we can't push it back but we can at least keep it at bay. Yeah, keep it at bay. So um, uh, I'm trying to think what else I can say about this movie. Um, the other issue I had is like really like the the thing that they said like triggered everything and like broke the thing. It's like literally all it did was break concrete. Like they were like, oh, yeah. And then the bombs dropped and it shattered like the seal. And it's like, well, the seal was made out of like. Yeah, I never knew. Concrete. Like, oh, shit trying to do something um i sent the wrong thing to eric um fuck anyways um i should probably not try to do this at the same time <laughs> you're good but yeah that was just kind of the thing that bugged me i'm like well among other things so the other thing that bugged me as you're trying to take care of that no the, um, i'm fixing it now um yeah it's uh they had like okay it's like uh, i'm trying to think i'm all like can't figure out the words I want to use with this movie. Um, I was just going to say, let's just dive into um, uh, what did you like about the movie, what you didn't like about the movie. Then we'll go ahead and give you the reviews of everybody else, our review, and then we'll pretty much you know finish off what we want to talk about. And then I'm trying to remember those other questions I Is had. Is it watchable and body count? Oh, yeah, watchable and body count. So, well, we already answered all that stuff yeah. in the beginning. I mean, obviously, two body counts um, right now. But, yeah, let's uh, – what, what did – okay, so – what did you like about the movie? I liked <laughs> the thing that I liked about the movie was um, oddly enough, like the the uh, the character stories were pretty interesting to me. Mm, okay. Um, I thought it was kind of dumb to have like the the thing at the beginning where she's like, "Oh well, I don't really know what I'm gonna do, so I'm just gonna tell this stupid story about dinosaurs to like a bunch of kids in the comment." Um, like that was kind of pointless to me, <laughs> but. It what I did like the parts where she was interacting with the nuns, and then turns out that they weren't actually alive anymore. Ah, uh, yes. Like that was a really clever thing to do. Um, some of the jump scares were pretty good. Um, the majority of them were literally just straight up jump scares, though. That kind of irritated me. See, this is my thing. I would much rather have a psychological thing where you leave the movie trying to figure out like, and trying to think of all the different aspects and how they got from point A to point B, or maybe even like, 
like why they went from point A to point B instead of, okay, well, I just jumped 15 times and screamed about three times in that movie. That was really creepy. All right, let's go get some food. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was like it's like I said, um, I still liked it. Like I'd probably give this definitely a rewatch when it comes to like to HBO Go or when it's on Netflix streaming or, or whatnot whatever, yeah. or something like that. Um, it is a, f- a movie that I probably would watch again, but I like Annabelle, the first Annabelle, I have no desire to see that again. Whether or not people are <laughs> yeah. like, oh, when you watch Annabelle Creations and then watch this one, no, I'm good. Um, it works for other people, and that's great. Not for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one was just kind of like, I think the, the trailer and everything else was way hyped more than this movie was going to deliver, which was kind of sad because this did have a bunch of potential. Oh, speaking of which, like you said, when the ground broke and they, the only way to seal up the ground again, apparently was with the blood of Christ. Yeah. That was an interesting take on everything. But to me, I was also like, when it was sealed originally, couldn't you just brought in like some fucking concrete and just like, right? Pfft. Yeah. Just, I felt like it was an easy fix. Cause, cause when it. you, when you see it, it's still cracked, even though it's like, Closed. Yeah. Like the thing was closed, but everything else was still cracked around. I'm like, why don't you just throw some fucking cement in there, repave right? it? Okay. So I do have a slight theory. I do actually have a theory about that. So, and this actually brings up my biggest plot hole that, like, the majority of the time, whenever plot holes come up, I can think of like some way to sort of go around it a little bit. But this one, I cannot come around at all. Like, it just, it just, ugh, it bugs me. So at the end of the movie, they basically talk about, like, they have, they show the, the character Frenchie, um, and, like, he ends up saving the nun chick, but then later on... I like, will say this, though. He busts in with a shotgun and an axe, and right off the battle's like, oh, this movie could use an ash. Yes. But, but then, not him. Yeah, right, yeah. But then, like, he ends up killing, like, quote-unquote killing uh, a nun that was reanimated with a shotgun which I'm like, why would that affect it in any way? Yeah, that's the one thing I thought was weird, because then then I was like, well, how come none of the Conjuring people ever was just like, fuck you, here's my boomstick. That's literally all I kept thinking when the shotgun came out. Right? I know. And I'm just expecting, like, Bruce Campbell to show up. Like, I was expecting, like, Mollox to grab him by the throat or be Bruce Campbell, and he would just punch him in the face, be like, knock it off. Like, Bruce Campbell style, you know? You're going to give me a sore throat, you bitch. Yeah. You can Um, do that on your own time. (laughs) Right? But... That's not even my biggest gripe. My biggest gripe is at the end of the movie, they talk about the fact that Frenchie ended up getting possessed by Valak. And that was what made Lorraine Warren flip out. But my issue is whenever they showed Valak, like he attacked Frenchie, then left the room, then went and attacked the nun tried to drown her, which I'm like, you're a demon. You yeah. have supernatural powers. Why are you trying to drown somebody? This is stupid. Um, then, it, then it turns out, oh, actually, Valak was in Frenchie. Not, but then it's like, well, then how can Valak be possessing Frenchie and at the same time, like, manifesting itself as trying to strangle What's her name? You know, it's so stupid. I could fix that plot hole. How? Where it makes sense. Now, this is the thing that I can think of. Valak was doing his shit. He thought he won. Shit hit the fan. He came up with plan B. He was like, look, I'm going to go after her, but this is how they could have fixed that whole thing because when they showed him holding him, the snake comes out and goes in his mouth, and I'm like, I don't remember that happening when he was fighting him. Yeah, it didn't happen. Exactly. 
Uh, no, that was... Uh, oh, yeah. No. Sorry. Um, uh, 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 but what I was saying is how you can fix that. So, there's the snake that attacks the priest in the eye. You could have literally just shown a shot where Frenchie was passed out and the snake just went into his throat. That right. would have been his plan B if he couldn't win against the nun that he was. That's why maybe he was like, maybe that's why he started strangling her then because, of, oh, the snake's already inside Frenchie, so it doesn't matter what happens to this bitch now. I'm going to get rid of her and do my thing. Simple, like I said, simple shot would have would have fixed that entire explanation that we're having right now, but they didn't show that at all, and that's why I'm like, when did this happen? But again, it's like, number one, Valak is a demon. He can't really manifest in two places at once. I think he could. He's a singular being. Like, he exists. No, I give demons power. Okay, first off, uh, I'm just going to say Lucy from uh, Disenchantment. Demons have all sorts of powers. They can do whatever the fuck they want. But he can't manifest in two places at once. Why not? Superheroes do it all the time. No, they don't. Flash can. Well, that's because he travels in time. Doesn't matter. Superman can do it. No, he can't. Yeah, Superman can be in two places at once. How? Because he's super fucking fast. That's not two places at once, though. That's being in one place really fast. What about multiplicity? What? Multiplicity, man. These are superheroes. This is not a demon. Okay, well, why can't demons be? Okay, what about Hellboy? Hellboy's a demon. Demons are not omnipresent. Demons are singular beings. All right, okay, not superhero at all. What about a symbiote? Symbiote still can't be in two places at once. They can split apart. They can split apart and have another piece of them, but that's why you have Venom and Carnage, because they're two separate beings. They're split off from the same creature, but it's still a separate What about uh, Mr. Fantastic, then? He just stretches really far. He, he can still be in two places. He can't snap himself off and be like, all right, arm, go do what you need to do, and then come back later. I don't see what, I, I'm real. I think it's. I think you're giving demons like not the credit they're due. I figure demons can do whatever the fuck they want. It's like no, an angel. Really can't. Well, angels can't do whatever the hell they want. Well, of course not. Just like because demons are fallen angels, so technically they have pretty much the same powers as an angel. And an angel cannot be omnipresent because they are not created that way. Well, just now like humans cannot right, be look, omnipresent. I had I had no faith in any religion, but now this is really bumming me out. I'm all like, <laughs> I thought there was maybe some redeeming factor, but now I'm just like, okay, fuck no, it. Humans can't. Well, think about it. Humans can't be omnipresent. Angels can't be omnipresent. Why would demons be able to be omnipresent? Because they break all the rules. They get all the fun jobs. But they're created exactly the same way as angels. So how would they? Not act? equally. No, they they literally are angels. They're just fallen angels. Oh yeah, but so but yeah. The, anyways, so that was my biggest gripe with the movie. Honestly, like that just really bugged me. And there's no way that I can think of it that actually would work out. And let actually wait. I take that back. There's one way that they could have redeemed it. Whenever Frenchie jumps into the water, as the demon Volok is collapsing, have a snake shoot out of its mouth and shoot into Frenchie. Well, that just seems stupid. But it's the best way that now, I can think oh, okay, of Okay, and then, it. you know what? I'm, actually, you know what? I'm going to solve the problem in general. Demons can do whatever the fuck they want. You know why? Because it's a movie. <laughs> but they shouldn't be able to. Anyways, but that's... <laughs> so... Anyways, at the end, like, it was interesting to see how it kind of tied in with the first Conjuring movie, which was the first movie in the series, and you're like, okay, now it all kind of makes sense. But, again, like, it just, it's, it's just a huge plot hole for me that I cannot resolve. No, and you're fine. Like I said, I'm not, like I said, the movie is definitely watchable. I will say, so, the one thing that I was thinking about with the seal getting broken and then, like, sort of being resealed, but not entirely, with, like, all the cracks and stuff... Like, I was wondering if, like, maybe the reason why, like, the cracks didn't seal back all the way is because Volok actually got out. Mm, maybe. 
So, but that's just the only way that I can think of that. But but anyways, right, anyways but before we dive into our reviews, we'll give you the reviews of everybody else. Now, this one is actually surprisingly, and this one I should have read last, but I pulled it up, so whatever. So, um, uh, IMDb, mm-hmm. give it a 6.5. Okay. So that's why I go, this is actually kind of surprising. Uh, we go to Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and Rotten Tomatoes is giving us, uh, okay, because it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. But right now it says 92% of people want to see it. Oh. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 33%, <laughs> which is a 4.810% average. Okay, so already it's lower than what IMDb gave it. Yeah, way lower. Way lower. And then we got uh, Metacritic, which we've just added since last week as a, another thing, because we like to see, give pretty much all those and then give a percentage. And this one actually gave it a 447 Okay. So this is kind of around the same age because the other one was 4. Point, no, yeah, 4.8. This is like a 4.7, I would say. So technically, IMDb actually rated it a lot higher than everybody else. So somebody yeah. at IMDb absolutely, they like the movie, yeah. but not super like this movie. Um, and this is based on 29 critics. Um, I kind of like how they give you that thing. Yeah. So th- I would say the average is about probably, I would say it's about a 3 Two and a half out of five. Like, yeah, like, five. like I would say three out of five or two and probably two and a half out of five would probably be the thing with that. So, Anna, what do you want to use for a rating system? Um, I was thinking either uh, blood drops. So we got blood drops, uh, upside down crosses, nooses, nooses, um, keys. Well, no, we already did keys with uh, well, keys is insidious. Yeah. Um, or we could do frozen nuns. Or what was the thing that I said yesterday? I have no idea. I can't. Hang on. But I kind of want. I kind of want nuns. Nunsicles. Frozen <laughs> nunsicles. I think I said yes. Oh, I said two and a half snakes. Oh, snakes. Okay. So, what do you want to do? Uh, I do like nunsicles, but I'm going to leave the choice up to you. What you want? Well, do. we'll do snakes because I won't hear the end of it. Um, no, we'll do nunsicles. I like nunsicles. I'll give it two and a half nunsicles. Two and a half nunsicles. You're a lot more conjure than me. I'm 1.5 nunsicles. Wow. Well, I mean, the reason why I give it two and a half is because even though it definitely wasn't the strongest in the series, at least, number one, at least it wasn't the weakest, and number two, it's still watchable, and I will give it a rewatch. No, it just bumps me out because the fact that they showed you so much in this trailer. And, and they, they really, like, And they did a good, attention. and that's what I'm saying. The trailer is phenomenal. You can go watch the trailer all day long, and it's, you're like, I can't wait for this movie. And then I saw it, and it was kind of like, yeah, it's got its, it's got its spooks and everything like that, but I just felt like, I was like, this is a character that I thought you were really going to build on its backstory. And already how me and uh, uh, Matthew Stubbs were talking about it, it's like if they would have shown you like the origins of his thing first and then everything kind of going, like I think chronologically how they did everything was kind of like, okay, we're just going to go for the quick scare tactics in the beginning and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's also not like it's it's kind of disappointing because I feel like the nun was a lot creepier and scarier in The Conjuring Two. It was, and it was all because it was playing off of shadows. And yeah, and all like this kind of ambient. And, and then and like they even threw it. They even threw a twist in The Conjuring Two with that, with the fact that there was two, technically that spirit and the other ghost that was in the house, but the other ghost was being taken over by this yes. demonic, and that was kind of like oh, and that shit. was creepier than the nun, which is really tragic. But like, I feel like. The Nun is literally just your standard run-of-the-mill run horror movie. Yeah, it really That's is. That's all it is. 
It's just like, okay, if you want to see a movie with cheap scares and it's just a normal horror movie, go see The Nun. Yeah, so we'll hopefully, oh, excuse me, we'll hopefully clean our pl- palettes uh, when we see the new Predator movie. Hopefully. And also with uh, the new um, Halloween movie coming up as well. So uh, we'll tell you when we're probably going to be doing those reviews and whatnot and everything like that. But I think that's going to gonna wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. Um you know where to find us, uh, and uh, I think that's all I got. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Anna? Jimmy Stewart has nothing to add. Jimmy Stewart. He's going to go crawl back to his grave. Well, until next time, then. Carpe noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Like Jimmy Stewart! Like, let's get the fuck out of here! Oh, yeah, you, you, you said it, Shaggy. Yeah, Raggy. I, 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 you got a talking dog. This is weird.